Good evening, church family. My name is Matthew Berry. My wife and I joined UBC as members in the fall of 2020. I'm currently doing the pastoral residency here. I wanted to start by just with a word of thanks, say thank you to all of y'all that when my wife and I joined, we had recently moved up from Texas and were newly married and we desperately needed community and people to rally around us and to point us to Christ and encourage us with God's word. And y'all have been so, so faithful to do just that, to wrap your arms around us and encourage us. And, and for that, uh, we are both incredibly thankful. Uh, so thank you. Well, the verse we'll be thinking and meditating on tonight is Psalm 37, 24. If you've got a Bible, go ahead and turn there. We're going to be helped by seeing this verse in its context. So if you've got a Bible, turn to Psalm chapter 37, verse 24. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I'll read that again. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. Well, this psalm is written by David later in his life. We know it's written by David because of verse 1. It says, of David. And we know it's written later in his life because of uh, the verse after ours, verse 25. David says, I have been young and now am old. So we know it's written by David later in his life. And he's writing to Israel and he's asking them to consider two different types of people and their future. Two different types of people and their end. The wicked person and their end and the righteous person, and their end. And the main point I want us to consider this evening from this verse is this. Though we stumble and sin, the Lord is faithful to deliver us. Though we stumble and sin, the Lord is faithful to deliver us. And this point will be our only point, and will also serve as our outline for this evening. So, verse 24, David is telling us about the righteous man. He's saying, though he fall, he being the one who delights in the way of the Lord, coming from verse 23, where he says, the steps of a man are established by the Lord. He delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong. So, here we're considering the upright man, the righteous man. And if you're anything like me, uh, the phrase cast headlong is not really a part of your daily vocabulary. Uh, it's not a super popular phrase, so, but I looked it up and it said that basically it's to fall head foremost, which really is just to say to fall face first, right? You're falling and the first thing that hits is your head, your face. Um, so though he falls, he will not be cast headlong. He won't hit face first. Because the Lord upholds his hand. And the NET translation puts that last phrase, for the Lord holds his hand. And I just think that that's so sweet, the imagery that that elicits. It's that of a toddler walking with their dad down the street. And they're holding hands and the toddler's doing their best. And they, they trip and stumble. And they would hit 
They would hit the ground, but, but the dad pulls them up and prevents them from hitting the ground because he's holding his hand. And that's what's happening here in verse 24 for the one who delights in the way of the Lord. Though he falls, will not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. Well, what does David have in mind when he says cast headlong? What is he really talking about when he's talking about falling and hitting face first? Well, given the psalm as a whole, contrasting the wicked and, and their future and the righteous and their future, I think what David has in mind here is an ultimate and eternal destruction. And the falling is falling out of the way of the Lord. It's sin, that though he falls, though the one who delights in the way of the Lord rebels, sins, and falls out of that way, he won't see the ultimate destruction that's coming for him because the Lord upholds his hand. God prevents the righteous from experiencing the ultimate result of their sin. He faithfully delivers them. Let's consider how this verse starts. Though he fall. Though he fall. Not if, not maybe, not should be, perhaps. Though he fall. There's an assumption in that phrase. An expectation that the upright will fall and stumble in sin. Now this isn't excusing sin. By no means. But what it is saying is that we haven't arrived yet. We have a new heart. Yes, praise God. But there is still an old self that needs to be put to death daily. Do you view the Christian life this way? What were you expecting when you first repented and believed in Christ? Did you think it was smooth sailing from, all, from then? How do you think God treats you when you fall? Do you think he's mad at you? That he gives you the cold shoulder and just waits for you to pick yourself up? Dust yourself off? Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. Do you hear God's kindness in that? He upholds their hand. I mean, at the very least, it implies that he's close enough to even do something about it. God does not turn away in disgust and shake his head. But like a loving father, he is near to us. He is there by our side, holding us up when we fall. We considered this morning how God is our shepherd, our all-sufficient, ever-present shepherd, do you trust that that's true? That though you stumble and sin, that God is near to you as your shepherd king? When you're in the deep valleys of your life, what is your view of God in those moments? I hope it would be of his nearness and his faithfulness. For he says he will uphold us. What a beautiful promise. But a promise is only as good as the one who makes it. And as we heard this morning from Psalm 23, Mike so helpfully pointed out to us that when we come across in our English Bibles, the Lord, in all caps, it's the Hebrew name for God, Yahweh, the covenant name of God. 
And it's, it's this all-sufficient, sufficient, ever-present God that is upholding our hand. This shepherd king, creator God, is near to us. So is that promise good? It's so good. It's so good because he is faithful. He's guiding us in his provision, guarding us in his protection, and gives generously to us in his presence. That is the God who is near to us, even when we stumble and fall. God is faithful to deliver us. When we're in the deep valleys of life, there's a particular way that the enemy tempts us that I think that this psalm is addressing. So as we've considered how God upholds us, even when we stumble and sin, he upholds the upright. Let's also look at, at why David is writing here this particular psalm and what he is saying is especially tempting um, for us to fall. Let's look at, at verse 1 of David. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. Jump down to verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil de- devices. And then all the way down to verse 35. I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree. David is depicting here that there's this wicked man. He's living his life and he's killing it. Everything is going his way. And Israel is looking at him and they're thinking, man, what do I got to do to get me some of that? Brothers and sisters, there is something seriously attractive about worldly success and physical pleasure. Some of you here tonight have been following Christ longer than I've been alive. And I'm sure that you know this psalm well. Maybe not because you've read it so many times, but because you've lived it. You know what it's like to watch others pursue every sinful desire of their heart and just be successful all the while doing it. They seem to be happy and living it up. And at the same time, you're going to church, reading your Bible, praying, and truly waiting on the Lord, and it seems like your life is just spiraling out of control. Maybe you know some of what that's like. Asaph knew what this was like when he writes in Psalm 73, Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me... My feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. This is the very reason that David is writing this psalm. Israel is looking at the wicked, prospering in their way, and they see their own suffering, and they're tempted to say, man, forget this. Forget Yahweh. I want that. They see worldly success and physical pleasures And they're beginning to doubt. And is God really all sufficient? Is he really ever present? As Christians, we are not exempt from the allures of a comfortable life. Though we delight in the way of the Lord, we can see fancy Instagram posts, people with superior health or a better job or 
a more uh, prosperous circle of relationships. And there's something so, so attractive about worldly success and physical pleasure. So much so that we can even be tempted to get it by any means, even if that means to sin. Brothers and sisters, don't grow weary of waiting on this God. Don't be envious of the arrogant who prosper in their wicked ways. Trust that God is leading you to still waters, even in the valley of darkness. Trust in his provision, his protection, his presence. Consider the end of the wicked and the end of the righteous. And praise God that our deliverance does not rest on our ability to stand, but on the Lord who is holding our hand. And he has done this in the only way that a just God can. His justice did not turn a blind eye. Sin has not gone unpunished, but it was bore on the person of Jesus that God put on flesh and dwelt among us. Truly God, truly man, he lived a perfect life, always delighting in the way of the Lord. He died on the cross, fell under the wrath of God, but was not cast down, for the Lord upheld him. And three days later, he rose from the grave and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Those who, by grace through faith, have repented of their sins are now united to Christ and sealed with the Holy Spirit. That those united to Christ no longer bear the penalty of their sin and will not experience the result of their stumbling and sin because God looks upon them and sees the righteousness of Christ and upholds them. Praise God, because by Christ, though we fall, Though we stumble and sin, we will not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds our hand. If you have not put your trust in this God and turned from your sin, then I encourage you, consider the wicked in their end. Consider the righteous in their end. What is waiting for those who are apart from Christ and what is waiting for those who are united to Christ. Trust in God as your only hope, and he will be faithful to deliver you. He will uphold your hand. You cannot uphold yourself. Brothers and sisters in Christ, though we stumble and sin, the Lord is faithful to deliver us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you for your kindness towards us through your Son, Christ Jesus. That, God, that we will not see the end of our sin that we have deserved because you sent your Son to bear the penalty of our sin on our behalf. God, help us to trust you, that you are the all-sufficient, ever-present creator God who shepherds us in all kindness. God, help us to trust your faithfulness. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.